all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? I'm Rachel. And I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Um, before we get started, we don't really have any housekeeping per se, but I realized we forgot to even mention in the last episode that all our billions of adoring fans can follow us <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter and Insta. On all the social meds. All, all the social meds at All Bad Things Pod. You can email us at allbadthingspod at gmail.com. Our website's allbadthingspod.com. Do you see a pattern here? I think I, I, think I noticed a trend. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, we've had quite an uptick in our listens. Yes. And I'm thrilled. That's wonderful. Yes. And I, I think that is probably uh, no coincidence that we have uh, received support from Corpus Delecti and uh, Yours and Murder. Yes, yes. So many, many thanks to them. Um, and, and to their listeners. Yes, and to a lot of... Um, we've got a lot of fun um, podcast friends on Twitter. Uh, there are a lot of just really great <clears throat> true crime... It tends to be true crime podcasts anyway that we've interacted with on Twitter because we're sort of a companion type podcast, I sure. guess. Disasters versus yes. uh, murders, yes. but uh, lots of death. We have morbidity in common. <laughs> as, as we said, our, our handle on any advertisement on the uh, you know backslash, it would be body count. Body count. <laughs> yes. Go to, go to caspermattress.com slash body count. But, to re- but don't, because nothing will happen. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't exist <laughs> You'll yet. get an error page. Yes. But if all of our listeners do that, maybe they'll be like, oh, maybe we should sponsor these people. Well, basically, the way the math works out, you know, I'm I'm, I'm good with the math. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, every one of our listeners needs to listen an additional, like, five times each for us to get to, like, the bare minimum. Yes. To us just barely pass the threshold of, oh, well, you might consider it, but probably not. Uh, well, no, to, to the threshold of, because um, apparently sponsors... Here's a little inside track to anyone who's ever wondered. Apparently, sponsors pay per ten thousand, or sorry, per one thousand listens. Yeah, so we haven't quite. Gotten no, that's, there that's yet. what I'm saying. Like, if we if we consistently get that, we'll be at the point of uh, they're still going to throw us aside, but they'll be like, "Oh, that's cute, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, good for you, like, yay, golf that's clap. sweet, a thousand yeah, listens." Clap. <laughs> so, We've had a couple thousand listens overall. Total, like, yeah. All of our podcasts, and which is awesome. to, to me is yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't advertise. We uh, don't have sponsors. No, we just sit in our bedroom and talk on a microphone. And so, now yeah. we ha- now we have a fancy new laptop to do it on though. All right. So today's bad thing is the Ica sludge flood. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I think you mentioned this a long time ago. No, I oh. had never heard of it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I only found this recently because, um, speaking of our wonderful listeners, that would be anyone who's listening now, um, we have, so on SoundCloud we can view like very broad statistics about our audience, like countries that you come from and stuff, 
and cities to an extent, and we have one incredibly faithful Hungarian listener that every single week we have one listen from this one city in Hungary, which I assume is this one person very faithfully listening to our new episode and every single week. Unless something has happened in the family that I, that I have no clue about. <laughs> right. I don't know a single person in Hungary. No. I don't have any Hungarian descent mm-hmm. that I know of. Same here, yeah. I don't don't think you do either. No, no. So, So, well, and maybe they're a Hungarian person, but they could also be like an expat or something. Yeah, something like that. We would love to learn more about you, Hungarian friend. Yes. So, so in... (laughs) Yes, you know what we do for the people that we like and the people we appreciate. Yes, is we, we... Report on a tragedy that happened near where you are. <laughs> yes. Or, Isn't that or, special? Or, in some cases, I'm sure, right where you are. Yes. Now, not in that, this that, case. That but is how we show our affection to our audience. Yes. We remind you of something terrible that happened in your country. Yes. Isn't that just the nicest thing we could possibly you know, do? Yeah, it's like a cat that... You know, shows um, you when you when he wants you to change the litter box, he poops on the floor. It's like his yeah. way of letting you know. So this is our way of kind of <laughs> pooping on the floor, to so to speak. I thought Re- reaching out to our audience, saying, "Hey, we appreciate you listening." Now here's a tragedy that happened near you. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's like an outdoor cat that brings you like a dead mouse. That would be more... No, because that's kind of like a treat. That's like a yeah, trophy. Yeah. I mean... Okay. Th- that's what I'm thinking. Because well, I would like to think of our podcast not as poop on the uh, floor. Hopefully. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did used to broadcast. We did. In wink, the, wink. Yeah. In in that room. Mm-hmm. Podcast in that room. Yes. yes. So, so this... <laughs> my Our Hungarian friend is for you. Shout out to you. Feel free to introduce you yourself, are. yes. Or it would be really sad if all of a sudden we see we, that one yeah, little Hungarian yeah, yeah. listener <laughs> drop, drop off. off. Yeah. We, we don't want to insult We you, reminded friend. you of all the social meds and our email and our website <laughs> and all of, all the communication tools at your disposal. Yes, and we respond to yes. everybody yes, because we've, we've there's not many. <laughs> we've responded to all four of you yes. so far. Yes, yes. So here is our little introduction. On October 4th, 2010, approximately 1 million cubic meters, which translates to 35 million cubic feet for those of us stateside, of sludge from Red Mud Lakes flooded local villages in Ica, Hungary, killing 10 people and injuring 150 people. Okay. When, when did this happen again? October 4th, 2010. Oh, okay. So, so this is about a, seven years this ago. Is recent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and and when when you're when anybody, not when you, but when anybody is putting measurements in like cubic in like in a kind of I have it sounds like a lot. Well, so cubic is is like an actual yes. cube. Yeah. So thirty five million cubic feet. Picture would a, be thirty five million of those. a box. Yeah. And all of our podcast listeners can see that I'm measuring approximately <laughs> twelve by twelve by twelve. No, whenever now thirty five million of those. Sure, whenever a million of anything, I'm like, well, that's, that's a lot. Just a lot, basically. That's. But I still don't have like the, the exact. I know it's like trying to like how many jelly beans are in the jar or how many people are in a yeah. room or it can be really tough. Yeah, I'm not very good at that either. There are 167 jelly beans in that jar. Very good. I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, because there is no jar. No. Just like in the Matrix, there is no spoon. 
<laughs> I think you've had a, a movie reference in every single podcast we've done. I've had several, I'm sure. At least, yes. Um, so I, I apologize in advance. I'm about to pronounce Hungarian throughout this and not do a very good job. Now, I looked up Ika to make sure that I was... How is that spelled, by the way? A-J-K-A. So I thought oh, okay. it was going to be like Ajka or sure. something, but I even went through the the trouble to look up how to pronounce it and played the little audio clips where it's actual people from Hungary pronouncing it. Okay. And they're like, Ajka. A bit better than that. <laughs> sounds like something, sounds like something uh, somebody would say at the end of a horror movie. Ajka? Like when they're about to die. Not the way you said it. Oh, okay. Like, well, no, thank you. No, I'm just saying, but you were like, uh, Okay. Like I was like uh, dying you're or like, something. You're like, I <laughs> you know, like that, that last gurgle <laughs> before it's all over with. Well, you know, their languages have guttural sounds. They do. You know, not English so much, but like German and, and European languages. In that part of the world, it, the language is very sudden. It's a very, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. got a hard stop. Guttural. To it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So now, if I were to ask you where Hungary is or what say what nations it borders what would you guess Jeez, I, my geography is not great um it's either part of north africa or europe correct or asia hungary what? i don't know hungary's europe okay well i didn't oh okay there hungary are parts there are parts of no no, no i understand land yeah. masses and yeah. everything no it's eastern europe okay that's what basically. i thought mm-hmm so Austria is to the west mm. of um, okay yes of Hungary. So mm-hmm. it's to the east of Hungary. And on the um, other side of Austria is Germany. Uh, yes, on the yes. farther west. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, <clears throat> it has Slovakia to the north. Of okay. It, Ukraine and Romania to the east of it. Serbia, Croatia, and Slovenia to its south. Yeah. All of those, or not all of those, a good chunk of those are old satellite. Right, Eastern um, Bloc, USSR. right? USSR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So this a is lot of those countries, well, again, a good chunk of them mm-hmm. are fairly new countries, only mm-hmm. 25 years old, maybe. Right. right. And of so, course, yeah. it, anyone, like if you, you heard of Hungary, probably Budapest would be like the first oh, city that comes yes. to mind, you know? Okay. Yeah. But, is, um, is that the capital, I'm guessing? I don't know. Okay. I would I, that would be a good guess, I would think, but I'm not positive. I did not look into that. But I can tell you about Ica. <laughs> yes, and also our Hungarian listener will will catch us t- up to speed yes. on all of this. Maybe we'll just screw up so badly that that Hungarian <laughs> listener will have no They'll choice. Have no choice to, to, to but send correct us, something. us. Yes. <laughs> um. So Ica is a town with a population of about 35,000, so not a big place. Like a small city. Yeah. In western um, Hungary. So closer okay. to the Austrian side of, of Hungary. And Ica is an industrial town. And actually, like, per capita, because I don't know the population of Hungary, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's not a lot. That's probably a decent-sized city in like Hungary. Like, compared to the country? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But that would probably be a city maybe of, like, 75,000 to 100,000 people here. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Relative. I mean, we're also talking about a much smaller sh- Sure. Mass. Well, that's what I'm talking yeah. about, like, relatively. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of Ica's natural resources... Well, first of all, it is rich in natural resources, specifically like minerals and ore. Okay. And something that was discovered in the 1930s was bauxite. Okay. Um, bauxite is the world's main source of aluminum. 
Or for our um, British uh, listeners, aluminium. 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 Because somehow there's an extra eye that appears in aluminum when you're in England. See, seeing as how my uh, dad worked all his life in an aluminum factory, <laughs> yes. he probably knows a lot about it. Yes, yeah, probably, right? <laughs> I wonder if Messina was rich in bauxite. Probably in receiving it. Yeah, at yeah. Least, there you go. I guess. So. I'll have in, to ask him. There you go. <laughs> In 1948, okay, there's some words coming up. Okay. <laughs> the Ica alumina plant of M.A.L. Magyar aluminum was founded. So it's the Ica alumina plant of M.A.L. Magyar aluminum. Okay. Okay. I just thought I paused weirdly in there because nice. I was reading my pronunciation guide. So the plant used and still uses... To this day, it's on their website. Their website's out there. Um, the Bayer method, or the Bayer process, and that's like the aspirin, B-A-Y-E-R, um, for refining bauxite to produce alumina or aluminum oxide to then produce aluminum. Um, so the Bayer method was discovered in 1887 by Carl Josef Bayer, an Austrian chemist, so chemist, so close to the same area, um, and it is, um, I read somewhere that was like still used today for like 90% of, of, uh, aluminum oxide, um, production. So this is a, this is still the way that it's done. I mean, and obviously this is a story from 2010, so it was done in recent times as well, but it's been the primary method for 130 years now. Okay. Um, so now are you, are you, <laughs> you ready to go to, uh. Science class here with a homeschool dropout? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. This is where Rachel tries to get science even though she... Hey, I actually have a that. high school di- diploma. Uh, you probably know about as much of science as, as I do. Well, I have a high school diploma, <laughs> too, to be fair. Sure. It is a GED, but in the eyes of the state of Florida, it's as good as a yeah. diploma. That, that was another... Um, course where in high school you had to take two years of it and you could be done with it chemistry no just oh science in general yeah and uh so earth science i remember was my Mm -hmm. after that i was just like yeah i'm done with this too (laughs) (laughs) i took earth science as independent study for college okay so needless to say i don't remember a thing about it um and but this is earth science actually that we're talking about here so one would think i would know but no um so basically bauxite is about 30 to 60% aluminum oxide, like inside the ore. Um, so the Bayer method is used to extract the alumina from the bauxite. So the alu- uh, alumina and aluminum dioxide are the, the same, or sorry, aluminum oxide are the same thing. They're used kind of interchangeably. Alumina oxide is the chemical, like official name for it. So you ready for the Bayer process? <laughs> what? <laughs> so bauxite ore is crushed washed and dried then it's mixed and dissolved with sodium hydroxide do you know what sodium hydroxide is it has a very uh is that like common a common name. use name I, I don't know lie i would not really have well do you know what lie is not really. Oh, okay. Caustic soda is another name for it. Okay. So um, my first recollection of the word lie and that being associated with something that was like, ooh, not good. It was, um, I read uh, Malcolm X's autobiography years ago. And 
I saw the Spike Lee movie. Does, does that, <laughs> I does, saw it does, too. Does that count? <laughs> the highlights, I guess. Um, <laughs> We're going to go with a yes. <laughs> and back in the day, like when he was really young, they would try to straighten hair or oh, relax hair I, with lye. I mean, obviously I've heard the term. Mm-hmm. L-Y-E, lye? Yes, yeah. but I was trying to... I, I had a feeling it was like to wash something. It's but used I in soap production. Okay. Like to create soap, but it, it, it has a chemical reaction during the soap making process that makes it no longer caustic. Right. Like it's not lye in and of itself is highly base or highly alkaline, which is the opposite of acidic. So imagine like, um, you know, you hear like, oh, they threw acid at their face and it mm-hmm. just burned. Well, that's what caustic is just on the other end of the pH sure. spectrum. Yeah. So it, it in and of itself has to be dealt with very carefully. And in like, huh? Now I remember the, the context of what I'm thinking about it. Okay. The very beginning of the Shawshank Redemption, when they get put into the oh. jail, they go through the process. Uh-huh. They get doused in lime. <gasps> And burned, I would imagine, from it. They get it like tossed right in their face. They get like the Why? they get they get a blanket, a Bible, and uh, a douse of lye just to uh, to burn just them? to fuck with them. Probably oh, that's awful. I mean, they're they're going into prison. You can kind of do to the, what whatever you want to those people. Uh, You've seen that not movie, under I'm the sure. Law, but I, yeah, yeah, I you know I don't remember. Yeah, I know because we tried to go through the plot of it, and I yeah. got like every point wrong. Remember, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that was my that that was my context for it. Gotcha, gotcha. So basically, it's a very strong chemical. Yeah, it it yeah it certainly it looked like he basically threw like the powdered version of bleach like right in their face. Okay, all right. So back to the bear method. (laughs) The bauxite crushed bauxite ore is dissolved with lye, caustic soda, hodium hydroxide. Sodium hydroxide. What did you call me? <laughs> did you call me a hodium oxide? <laughs> hodium oxide. Um, at temperatures of 150 to 200 degrees Celsius, which is like three to 400 degrees Fahrenheit, so it's really it's heated up. Really freaking hot. Then at this point, the bauxite and lime mixture is filtered, and at that point, a byproduct or waste product is produced, called known as red mud. Okay. And we're going to get to that, okay. obviously. That's what this sludge was. Um, but just to sort of finish this out, the mixture of the the filtered bauxite lye mixture is put into tall tanks called precipitators. It cools. Tiny bits of aluminum hydroxide, like seeds they call it, are added to the mixture that that uh, stimulates the precipitation of the aluminum hydroxide in the mixture, which settles at the bottom of the tank and then gets removed. So that's how they're like harvesting the the aluminum hydroxide. Um, and then the harvested crystals are washed, dried, and heated to hugely hot temperatures between a thousand and t- about roughly a thousand and twelve between a thousand and twelve hundred degrees Celsius, which is like up to twenty three hundred degrees Fahrenheit. So crazy hot, um, and that's what it converts it into the final product of aluminum oxide, because the hydro part of it, hydroxide, um, the water is eliminated during the heating. All right, end science. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> if anybody's still awake, listening to this, so let's get back to the red mud because yes. that's what's 
um, pertinent in this story. Yeah, let's follow that storyline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so Red Mud, also known as Red Sludge, hence the Sludge Flood. Um, basically, I had a couple of options for titling this, either the Ica Sludge Flood or the Ica... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I called it. No, but that's that's actually... It's good, huh? It's good, and it's 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 impressive that you said it like flawlessly because those are three. Because those are three words. Ike a sludge flood. Yes, I can. Oh. Yeah, I would. I would <laughs> it's like messed. a tongue twister. Yes, yes, it is. Ike a sludge flood. Ike a sludge flood. Ike a sludge flood. I said that. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's very difficult to repeat. The Ike sludge flood. flood. Yes. The other option was to call it the Ike alumina plant accident, but that doesn't sound nearly as good as a sludge flood. It doesn't. You're you are correct. Yes. Um, so this red sludge is like a muddy, this is called red mud, red sludge. It's like a liquidy, muddy, diarrheal sort of gross stuff, um, of a waste product that is red because it contains iron oxide, like rust, you know, that is filtered from the bauxite and lye. So that's why it's red. Um, and it's highly alkaline. (coughs) highly caustic like lye so it can cause chemical burns this is not good stuff and as far as like contact with the human body goes so we can kind of see where we're going to be going with this so this red mud waste product is produced at the rate of about 77 million tons per year worldwide wow it is created during aluminum production okay because the bayer method is so widespread um originally this is great the, the j- basic method for disposing red mud back in the day was to dilute it and then send it out into the ocean <laughs> or rivers or lagoons. <laughs> uh, yeah, the water will absorb it. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. just make everything caustic. Mm-hmm. And obviously that throws off pH balances and what, but anyway. Um, fortunately, they stopped doing that. <laughs> um, and <laughs> So far as we know. Well... And they were doing that as of 2010, too. I mean, that wasn't sure. that long ago. Um, so uh, they there are more actual uses, like recycling-type uses of this waste product. Um, they, they use it in cement sometimes, like mix it in cement. Um, but regardless, red mud, when it's initially the waste product, initially the byproduct, is stored in open-air reservoirs. So like giant ponds. Oh, or I see. Lagoons yeah. sort yeah. of things, yeah. All right, so now the disaster. At the Ica Alumina plant, the red mud waste um, was also contained in dammed pools. So, Mm -hmm. like these large reservoirs that had dams or levees around them. And the dams and levees, at least some of what I read, were built of mud themselves. So, like naturally, yeah, Yeah. naturally created dams. Leading up to early October 2010, heavy rains had come through the area, which started to kind of erode some of those dams. And on October 10th, 2010, no, October 4th, I said, didn't I? Yeah, I wrote that down wrong. October 4th. On October 4th, (laughs) 2010, at 12.25 p.m. local time, one corner of one of the dams, Reservoir 10... So the, the dam was about um, six meters or 20 feet high. It was a big, sure. tall thing. Um, collapsed oh. in the corner. Well, those retention pools, and that's essentially Yeah, basically a retention pond. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you can't tell, like I've seen them here and there. You, you can't tell like how deep they are or anything because they're, they're just they're right. holding a bunch of, it's not clear. Right. It's yeah. sludge. Yeah. Or, so, yeah. Yeah. The fact that it was holding that much and one of the dams break off. That's, a 20 foot high yeah. dam. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that is not good. No, it's not because it released about 1 million cubic mm-hmm. meters, 35 million cubic feet of this red sludge, caustic red sludge. Yeah. And that's just how, that's just, by the way, that was just how deep it was. How wide were these retention pools? Oh, I don't know. Okay. That's not okay. something. But, I was just wondering. But, but yeah. they're usually pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the sludge formed a wave one to two meters high, which is three to seven <laughs> feet high. It's like a huge, giant wave. Yeah, that's almost the height of this room. Yeah, basically the height of a ceiling or close to it. Um, and flowed into the streets of the villages of... Okay, I could not find pronunciation guides on these. Uh, so Go for it. I, I apologies try. to Hungary. You've done, you've done well with Chinese. And Tang with- Chan. The Tangshan earthquake. Yes. Yes. And uh, other languages, so. Okay. Have at it. All right. Off you go, as Simon Cowell would say. Okay. So the villages of Colontar? That was Spanish, that. I was totally using a Spanish accent. I think that's acceptable. Colontar. No. Colontar. Okay. Devascar? Sure. And this is the hard one. There's one, two, three accent marks in it. Shomlova Sarahi. No. Uh, let me try it again. If you Som- say that, but if you say that in the mirror three times, a Viking will appear. Shomlova <laughs> Sarahi. Shomlova Sarahi. I would have accepted any... Oh, I know. I'm yeah. just trying to be accurate. Uh-huh. I really am. Cause some, Our Hungarian <laughs> listener will actually get in touch with us yes. and let us know. Because it's kind of a thing in some podcasts, and it's very cute and charming to, like not care about pronunciation, I kind of want to care about it and try to do my well, best. Our audience cares that you care. Aww. And I care. Aw, thank you. Partly because it's fun. <laughs> to see me try <laughs> and fail miserably. No, I, I'm not even going to ask how any of those are spelled because, yeah. That was a hard one, yeah. yeah. That's the thing with um, <laughs> European dialect. It, or the the phonics of it any, mm-hmm. anyway, like 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 that city mm-hmm. town whatever. Uh-huh. It's probably about thirteen le- letters. Oh, one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen. Here okay, fourteen. Okay, and there are uh, twelve consonants in it. <laughs> no, there's <laughs> no, actually I'm, a surprising like basically every other one is a um, a vowel. It's or or just, that's that's what I meant to say. Oh, there's so, yes, many, there's so many so many vowels. syllables that yes, it makes it difficult. And syllables. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, those three villages that I'm not going to say again um, <laughs> were those villages most affected. Like, that's where this mud flowed into. Um, some residents described it as a mini tsunami, which Jesus. I can imagine, like, if it's taller than people, yeah. so up to seven feet high, you know. And coming out of fucking nowhere. Yes. All of a sudden, I mean, you're just, like, going about your day. It's like the, the middle of the day. Yeah. It's not like they're on the coast of Japan, like, oh, like... Yeah, a sanumi. Uh, water. Yeah, a sanumi. A sanumi. <laughs> that was the hit band out of Japan. Oh, okay. A, a tsunami. Uh-huh. You know, if you're living in a coastal area, 
you know, Hawaii. It's like, possible, but, well, you're, not, but it's, you're not expecting a tsunami in the middle of home. No, but that's what I'm saying. Lunch, like, yeah. In those coastal areas, in those uh-huh. certain places, it's kind of on your mind. Yeah, I imagine. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. If I hear this certain siren, like, I know to, to get to high ground. Or if you see all the water all of a sudden <laughs> leave the coastline, run as quick as possible yeah, in the but, opposite direction. But this is, yeah, they're just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And a tsunami happens. Right. In a landlocked area, yep. It makes no sense. Yeah. So the mud eventually spread across an area of more than 15 square miles. Oh, my God. Huge. Huge area with this caustic red sludge all over it. People had to jump onto roofs and climb up onto roofs to get away from it. Cars were washed away by it. Um, The mud, like I said, killed 10 people. Well, it's, it's also, I mean, the amount of force that that, yes, that something uh-huh. like that generates, uh-huh. that's what kills you, uh-huh. essentially. Yep. Well, and pl- plus, it wasn't ever officially determined, but they basically hypothesized that the 10 people who died drowned oh, in yeah. the mud. Yeah. So. And probably not right away. Well, I, I, I don't hope know. so for their sake. Yeah. But, uh, and and it, this all injured an additional 150, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, one just terrible story was that uh, two of the peop- of the 10 people killed were the two parents of one man. Oh. Um, Gula Tkolix. Um, he found his mother's body in her house. Mm-hmm. And his father's body was found a week later on a soccer field or football pitch um, several miles from his home. So he may have gotten carried. Yeah, just washed away. Or he may have not been at his home at the time. I'm not positive, but... But it just still, that's just so terrible. Well, either way, it gives you a testament to how much area this thing covered. Yes, yes, because it was several miles away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Additionally, the flood of sludge... (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a metal band. Flood of Sludge. Flood of Sludge. <laughs> no, that's the name of an album. <laughs> that's that's an album name. Flood of Sludge. Yes. Um, damaged at least 350 houses, homes. Sure. And obviously... I'm surprised it wasn't more. I mean, this is like a... Um, right? What, 35,000 people in the city? Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in yes, these are villages within yeah. that area, but yeah. Um, and obviously just damaged people's belongings inside of the house. Here's some pictures for your benefit. Yeah, I've got it. Oh, wow. That's a river of red. Look how high it gets. Yes, yes. That's somebody's house oh and how God. far. It up. looks like somebody took a shit in their living room. And I'm not Well, that's kidding. the mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, this, so it's oh reaching up God. to almost the door threshold, the top of the well, you doorway. Can, you can see in this one, too. Yes, like you can't even... Where it comes into yeah, the house. You uh-huh, can see the... the uh-huh. Not the water line, like the yeah, mud line. Yeah, it looks kind of like a river of blood in that picture. Yeah. But if you if you Google pictures of it, oh yeah, it's pretty shit. dramatic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm honestly surprised more people didn't die. It was only 10. Well, a lot of people got injured. Sure, I think that was kind of the main sure. thing. Um, and, but and I'm surprised the... the, the uh, the death it, toll? That it's not working the other way, that there was 150 dead, oh, 10 and injured, inju- yeah. something like, cause, oh my god. And there, there are there there are YouTube videos, obviously, because this is 2010, oh, this is so there is, yeah. Now, this is also Eastern Europe less covered. I mean, if this were, like, somewhere in the U.S., it would be all over the place, oh, yeah. but it, it was actually a but little still, tricky to dig could... up enough information about this. 
you could put, I mean, but at this time you could just put whatever video you had yes. on YouTube mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you had access to it. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I, I don't know how the internet works in Hungary because <laughs> it is different. Maybe our friend can tell us. Maybe so. Maybe that's why he or she or they have not reached out to us. Very good use of inclusive language. I try. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Um, so in addition to this being a big, like obviously 10 people dead, 150 people injured. This crazy. This was an environmental disaster oh, yeah. as well. I mean, this is. There's like caustic material. Yes. All over the place now. Yes, and they're in in some of these videos. It's pretty awful. Like they show dead animals oh, covered in it. Yeah. So obviously it killed who knows how many. Um, and, and that's the thing is animals Plus didn't plants, stand a all, chance. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. and we'll talk in a minute about aquatic life because that's oh. a whole other topic. So the Hungarian government declared a state of emergency. Sure. Evacuated about eight thousand people. Now, yes, this is an area of 35,000, but the affected areas were smaller villages, so that was still a large amount of the percentage of people, you know. So, like I said, the cause of death of the 10 people was never officially declared, though the Hungarian National Directorate General for Disaster Management... I did not write down the the Hungarian name for that, because I wasn't about... It was, like, (laughs) 10 times longer. We we get it. Yeah. Said that it was likely they had drowned in this this mud. Um, the 150 injured mostly suffered from chemical burns. Yeah. Because the red sludge was so caustic. In at least one case, a child ingested the mud and suffered internal burns. Oh, God, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Others had the flesh on their legs literally eaten away (sighs) by the mud, um, leaving gaping wounds. yeah. Other people had... Eye irritation, lung breathing sure. irritation, you know, so their environment had and been contaminated. And now it's just fucking all over the place. Right, right. It was just it was just everywhere. So the day after the disaster, Environmental State Secretary Zoltan Ilis, sure. I like Zoltan. Zoltan. <laughs> See, Zoltan. like, Zoltan the Destroyer. <laughs> what is that? That was from, uh, oh, what is that movie? That's from Dude, Dude Where's My Car. Oh, oh, the, the, okay. The, the cult lead, the cult <laughs> That's was Zoltan. Oh, isn't it Hal Sparks who played? Yes, it Zoltan, was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so obviously the deaths of ten and injuries of a, well over a hundred is terrible, but if we compare it to a lot of the other disasters we've covered, this is one of the lower body counts, right? Oh, yeah. But one of the reasons I wanted to cover it is because we haven't really covered environmental disasters yet. Now, we will. We'll get into the BP oil spill, Exxon Valdez, all of that stuff. But um, it was, um, especially initially, a massive environmental disaster. The Markal River, local river there, um, suffered a literal, complete loss of aquatic life. It literally wiped out every living thing in the river. It was a small river, um... But still, still, yeah, um, it no just shit. killed everything that was living inside of it. Um, <laughs> the rivers in the area also flow into the Danube River, which is a giant river that runs across ri- of uh, runs across Europe from Germany in the west to the Black Sea in the east, like through Eastern Europe, all the way through Eastern Europe. A main channel. Yes, and into the sea, into mm-hmm. the ocean. You know, so the red mud showed up in the Danube within three days. Damn. 
which prompted other countries downstream of Hungary to develop emergency oh, plans. Oh, sure. Because of the concerns of water contamination, emergency workers poured tons of plaster into the local Torna River to try to bind it to the sludge. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, to prevent it from flowing. Sure. So it would just kind of... Like, we'll stop it for yeah, now. Yeah, and sort of sink it. We'll figure yeah. out what to do with it after that. Right, right. You know, for now, we just... Yeah, but that's um, true. And I didn't even think of that like a... I'm sure the groundwater is probably contaminated. Uh, there, and there was a lot of concerns. Workers also tried to remove the mud from the floodplain and covered the area in acid okay. to neutralize the base, neutralize the caustic part, you know, the alkaline. How would you even, especially on a moment's notice, oh, man. how would you even organize all of, like... It was it was huge. It's not like you have a tanker truck of acid, like, mm-hmm. just standing by in case mm-hmm. this happens. Right, right, uh-huh. I mean... Now, there were different estimates, but all of the estimates I saw were that well over a hundred million dollars were spent. Oh, US. I, I'm sure so, that's yeah. a, I mean, I'm sure massive, that's the low yeah. bar mm-hmm. estimate. Yes, yes. Um, in cleanup and recovery efforts. Because this is something that is, just the cleanup, uh, that's obviously the most expensive part. But what's going to be just as expensive in the long run mm-hmm. is maintaining and Doing making sample sure work that it's, and yeah, yes, uh-huh. and making sure that mm-hmm. you know because the, the the after effects of this are going to last for a while. Yes, well, potentially, yeah, yeah. which we'll get to. Shot. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, the alumina plant had a secondary dam built to contain the additional sludge that was expected to overflow. So, like, to try and stop it from any other problems. Um, they had that built by October 12th, so just about a weekish later. So you they, know. they got rid... Well... They did. They Well, they had to. They really didn't have a choice. True, but I, here's also what I'm thinking. Like, if this did happen in the United mm-hmm. States, my mind immediately goes to it would be blame and cover-up for a week, and then people would try to do something about it. It seems right. to me like... They handled this situation like as well as they could have. Like sort of. we'll get to who's at blame and who's. We'll get to that shit later. Let's just fix this. Yeah, yeah we oh, need to do something about this now. I didn't even say because we were doing the whole Zoltan thing <laughs> um, that Zoltan so- ordered the suspension of aluminum oxide production at the aluminum plant. So he shut that shut it down, which is shutting down money. Yes. Um, and the plant was back up and running on October fifteenth. So wow. they were shut down for about eleven days. So that, honestly, that is admirable. Yes, uh uh-huh. That is, because companies are in business to make money, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is probably, this town, probably everybody in the surrounding area was connected to this plant in some sort of way. Knew somebody that worked there, worked there themselves. Yeah, an industry, a big industry there, yeah. So the fact that they did the right thing from the get-go and shut everything down... Mm -hmm. Would that really happen in the United States? Yeah. Do you think it would? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it is. It is. Especially when it's uh, uh, more of an environmental disaster yeah. than a huge loss of yeah. life. I mean, like I said, terrible that anybody died and terrible that yeah. all those people got injured, but still, yeah. So that that's uh, the, the We can't efforts. even stop people from shooting people when dozens that's, get that's true. killed. So. But, uh, but the effort that seemed like the local regional government took and was pretty effective yeah where they were just like we'll fix this now we'll get to the other shit later who's who's Mm -hmm. at fault and And they did good so so let's talk about the aftermath a little bit um 
the disaster drove a lot of people away from the area. Oh, I mean, I'm sure. Like, yeah. if you could just go stay with family, would you want to stay in a house that looked like that? You know, with all yeah, the mud that looks like that. Literally, just Google some of these images, yeah, folks. It looks bad. like somebody. It's terrible. Yeah. Like sprayed shit all over yeah. a wall. That's well, it's what it mud. looks like. It's, yeah. it's a waste product. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible because in this picture, it's a picture of somebody's home and how high the mud came based on like... Um, almost at the top of the door frame. Oh, yeah. Almost so at the top. So that's of, and probably... this is after the mud had receded. Yeah. But it's right over somebody's like picture montage of their family. It's but terrible. look at how well they had that picture centered. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> they did. They did a very good job of centering both picture. photos. Actually, look at that. Yes, exactly. The shit line runs right through <laughs> oh, it. Oh, poor people. So in Deveskar, one of the uh, villages, some people estimated, like the people in the village estimated, that somewhere around 1,500 people left, and this is in a town of 5,500. Oh, so it's like so kind of a mass that's, accident, that's a, like a third or that's close to just over a quarter yeah. of the population. Mm-hmm. Although the Red Cross made a more modest estimate that it was like 300 people, but still, if either, you're talking about 5,500, yeah. So that that was a big exodus regardless. Some farmers were driven away by the fact that it was hard to sell produce from the area oh, yeah. moving forward oh, God, because people yeah. were just too, wouldn't buy their produce because yeah. they were afraid something was wrong with it. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So as for who was at fault, it was generally agreed that it was a combination of the plant owners, which is MAL, um, and lax regulation from authorities that should have been inspecting and scrutinizing MAL's containment of the red sludge. I wasn't going to say it early on, but I, like you just know. When you're dealing with a company and something like this happens, it's because of... Nine times out of ten, it's because of lax regulations. Yeah, yeah, or not proper um, enforcement or not, of regulations. Not proper supervision. And, yes, uh huh. That kind of Inspection. stuff. And probably all those things were at play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was alleged that satellite images had shown the dam moving over time between sure. 2000 and 2010. And people probably knew about that. Yeah, and that the plant owners should have known mm-hmm. and should have fixed it before sure the disaster happened. And I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. So eventually, MAL was fined. Now I'm going to give it in Hungarian dollars first, or sorry, Hungarian forint first. Forint. 135 billion Hungarian forint, which is roughly half a billion US. That's a lot. It's a lot of money, yep. Although other reports actually said the fine was closer to 675 million. So this is a steep fine. It's, sure. You know, when you're starting to talk about fractions of a billion. And it also tells you how much money that that company generated mm-hmm. if, they were, if they were fined that much. Yep. And Parliament moved quickly to nationalize the plant. Oh, okay. To take control over it. That's what uh, the UK is trying to do with the railroad system. Oh. Hmm. And in 2015, a compensation fund was established for the victims. It's kind of sad it took five years for that. Um, but, but obviously yeah, there were a better, lot of people. Better late than never. Yeah. But still, obviously, this is like, what was the uh, disaster that we covered where a lot of people had like PTSD and had a hard time? There was like a huge amount uh, of tragedies. I'm, all of them? Well, yes, probably. But I, I don't, I'm thinking I'm of one in particular. I'm going to guess everybody, every survivor had PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> well, but covered. if you had like chemical burns yeah. or like esophageal burns or lung burns or eye burns. Yeah, they're, they're going to be in poor health for probably. Probably the rest of their life. Well, poor health or lost jobs, lost that wages. Yeah. Like this, this was obviously a problem. So yeah, it has far-reaching consequences. Yes. something like this. Yes, 
Uh-huh. So charges of negligence, waste management violations, and damages to the environment were brought against Zoltan. Zoltan. Um, Bacchiani. That doesn't sound right. The Zoltan part sounds right. It's a different Zoltan. There's, we have there's, two Zoltans. There's two Zoltans, yes. so I got to do it backwards now. <laughs> this is I'm doing the Zoltan hand, Zoltan hand signal for everybody, everybody who can't see it. <laughs> That's everybody except yes. me. <laughs> so Zoltan, Zoltan. Bacconi, the director of the MAL plant, and 14 other employees of the plant. So 15 people from the plant were charged. Okay. With uh, negligence, probably, waste probably management like the, violations, and damages to the environment. Probably like the board. Higher ups, And yeah. like a couple mm-hmm. executives here mm-hmm. and there. Yeah. But Kanye was arrested within a week of the disaster. Um, okay. okay. And I, I, the I, trial wasn't over until January 2016. Yeah, that makes sense. So it took like six years. Yeah. And they were acquitted of all charges. Uh. Yeah. When the court ruled they couldn't be held criminally responsible because the ultimate cause of the disaster was, quote... Loss of stability in the undersoil. So the contention was that it was sort of the land itself that was the problem and not the <clears throat> containment of the sludge. It's a little bit weak sauce. I was going to say, I, I'm sure they knew about that too, and I'm sure they they had ways to measure well, whether the land was moving or... Well, and that was what I, I imagine brought the charges against I'm going to imagine with all the technology we have today... Right, they should. That you could have found a solution before this happened. Yeah. Under the European Union, which Hungary's part of, Mm -hmm. the red sludge was regulated as a byproduct, but not considered toxic waste. I can kind of see that. Uh I'm sure it has a different classification. Yeah, and I don't know how they classify things, but that's... How they classified this. Well, because toxic and caustic... Yeah, are are two two different different things. things. They are. Uh I can see that. The plant had also obtained all the necessary permits to be creating the byproducts. So basically, they couldn't find, other than the structural issue, everything else, the ducks seemed to be in a row. Like, they hadn't um, let any of their permits lapse or anything like that. So there was no technicalities to get them on or other signs of negligence in that area. And that's actually, that's also a good thing, because that's usually where you find it. Yeah, yeah. Is in the uh, exchange of money. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So as of last year, so as of 2016, hundreds of acres of land in the area were still sealed off due to contamination and couldn't be used for cultivation. So it's just deadening parts mm-hmm. of this region. But this was the interesting part. Nevertheless, the long-term effects are at least by many, not considered to be as dire as they could have been. So part of this is because while the red sludge is caustic and therefore very initially destructive, you know, I mean, it, it, it just laid waste to so much. Once it's cleaned and neutralized, it doesn't necessarily continually do as it doesn't, much damage. Uh, it doesn't hang around, essentially. Right. One of the main concerns that they were initially really concerned about was that there were heavy metals present in the sludge, mercury, and things that really could lead to long-lasting contamination, and there wasn't. Okay. They didn't find evidence of heavy metals. Okay. So it was really just the the alkalinity of this. It was the pH level. It wasn't necessarily 
the substance itself. It was kind. Of, it's kind. Of, well, it seems to me like the initial impact is going to be bad. Oh yes, and it was. Yeah. But the long term effects, if it's treated properly, not so much. And and that's sort of what they conclude has been generally concluded. Even though there's reputational damage, and even though there is some sure. acreage that's. Still sure. Considered Eventually, another another generation from now, maybe, right, maybe things um, might be maybe yeah back to somewhat normal. Um, so heavy metals did not test at dangerous levels. Pollutant dust from the sludge was a concern, but again, it just really didn't pan out as a as an issue when testing was done. So it doesn't mean that this wasn't a devastating environmental disaster. It killed an entire pond, or not pond, a river's worth of life, you know? And 10 people. And 10 humans and injured many more. Um, It's just- the plant life, the flora, the fauna, like all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just that this is maybe something that could have been a lot worse in the long term that wasn't. Yeah. It was just very concentrated in its time span as being really awful. And really most likely the rain the the uh the rain. The main reason for that mm-hmm. is because it seems like everybody locally they initially responded. acted responsibly. It seems like it. It seems like it. This was one that There might have been a gaffe here or there. This I'm sure it's kinda it hard go. to find information on. Sure. I have like two pages of sources and only two pages of research on this because it was kind of hard to find a ton of information on. But for what it's worth, though, though um, nationalized, MAL is still in operation as the ICA aluminum plant. So the plant's still around, still in operation, still going. You can look on their website. Interesting. They have an English version one. So yes, that was um, shout out to our Hungarian listener who at this point is probably like, okay, just stop mentioning me. <laughs> yes, like, like they know already. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Ica Sludge Flood. That was a really good one. And it, it was just, well, and I liked the, that it was the, it really centered around the environmental impact of it yeah. the most, mm-hmm. which is not something we've really done yet. No, there's a lot of environmental disasters out there, and, and we're definitely going to get to them. And that sounds like the best possible outcome for an environmental yes. disaster. Yes, that it I mean, didn't it really, seem really all that long-lasting, yeah. at least from now. Like I said, this one was kind of hard to find sources on, so it's possible that the sources I was finding were the um, the the official line. Sure. Um, I, it would be really interesting to know, like, to talk to somebody from one of those villages and be like, okay, what's life really like here? And have there been any long-term effects? Have there any, been any birth defects? Or yeah. It would be interesting. But at least from what I read, it's it all panned out okay-ish. Yeah. Like I so, said, like, probably about yeah. the best you could hope for given the circumstances. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was a that was a great episode. That was a crazy episode. Our our first probably real environmental episode, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, that was crazy and very interesting. Mm-hmm. And well, once again, this has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week. <laughs>